seriously guys, Happy New Year's. Welcome to Swerve Church. My name is Danny. For those of you that don't know me, I just welcome you uh, today. To You're starting the year off right. You're in, you're in church. It's the first Sunday in the new year. Congratulations. Uh, you guys are starting off the year right. I'm so excited that you guys are here and I'm so excited to be launching this brand new series. I hope you guys all had a wonderful New Year's. Um, how many of you brought in the new year waiting until midnight or watching the ball drop? How many of you stood up until midnight? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Okay, a lot of you guys. All right, well, who were the holy and righteous ones that were in bed by like 10 p.m.? Just just me? Oh, okay. All right, well, uh, well, it's a, it's a new year, okay? And every year, typically, many people, maybe you, hopefully, you've set some resolutions as well. People set resolutions around this time of year. They set goals. Resolutions are these goals that we set every new year. We try to set out to kind of reach these goals, try to make them. So do you have any resolutions or goals that you've set out for 2019? Hopefully you have some. If you do, if you do have a goal, let me give you one piece of advice. This has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. This is a freebie, okay? So you can get your money's worth. Here's what it is. If you have a goal, when you, when, what plan do you have in place to reach your goal? What plan do you have in place to reach your goal? That's the most important question that you can answer when it comes to fulfilling your goal. It's not simply enough to say the goal or write it down or write it on your calendar or post it on the fridge. It's not enough to do that. You need to have a game plan on how you're going to meet those goals. All right? So hopefully that helps you out. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Just wanted to give you guys that, that freebie. Now, what's the one most, the most common New Year resolutions millions and millions of Americans all over the U.S. said every year? Can you guys guess? It is to... Lose weight every year. In fact, every January, there's an influx of new memberships at the gym. The gyms are packed. There's no machines available because everyone is going to the gym because everybody sets a resolution to be fit. Now, all those people have one thing in common, and that is that they want to shed the pounds and they want to have washboard abs by July, right? Because July 4 comes around. You want to go to the beach, whatever. It gets hot. So that's reasonable, right? Six months or so, you can have washboard abs. I don't know, but everybody kind of has that that, that idea, they want to do that. Now, perhaps you're here today and one of your resolutions is to shed some weight or maybe it's to eat and live healthier in 2019. Maybe it's just to tone up and, and to put on some muscle. You know, regardless of what your goal is this new year, I want to challenge every single person here, every single one of us to see our bodies through God's eyes. You see, I bet some of you are asking this question right now. I can read it on your foreheads. You're saying, like, why are we doing this series, Danny? Like, why are we starting the year and we're doing this series? Really? Do we really need to talk about this in church, right? Do we really got to talk about my body? Do we really got to talk about my weight? In fact, some of you get really uncomfortable knowing that this was the topic. And you're like, hmm, man, maybe I should just stay home this Sunday, you know, maybe for the next four weeks. Maybe I won't come because they're talking about the body and the body gets me kind of weird. And it's my body and I don't want to talk about it because it gets me kind of weirded out. You see, I bet you guys are asking this question and the answer is yes. The answer is yes, because I believe that God's word has something to teach us about how we should view our bodies. And in fact, let's look at our key verse today. And this verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and it's two verses, 19 and 20. This is going to serve as our key verse for our entire series. For the next four weeks, this is kind of the foundational verse for our series. So since it's our foundational verse, it's our key verse, I would love for it if we would all read it together. Let's read it together with great New Year's enthusiasm, okay? You ready? Go. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. 
So glorify God with your body. Would you guys underline the last part of that verse? So glorify God with your body. Glorify God with your body. Did you guys know that you could glorify God with your body? And this is so important for us to understand because our body, the Bible says, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, what if we viewed, what if we all began to view our bodies as the temples of the Holy Spirit? Do you think that that would impact what you put into your mouth, what you put into your body? Absolutely. Why? Well, because the Bible says that you were, you're not your own. You were bought at a price. All right, so here's the question. Who is this series for? The answer is simple. Whether you're fit, buff, brolic, or swole, or whether you're big bone, husky, chunky, have more to love, and have a spare tire, this series is called Bod for God, and it's for anyone who has a body. I'm not going to say raise your hand if you have a body, because if you didn't have a body, you wouldn't be able to raise your hand. But you all do, right? So you all be able to, right? So this is for you. If you have a body, this series is for you. Now, this series is important to me for a couple of reasons, uh, personal reasons as well. It's really why I wanted to bring this series to church and talk about it. First of all, you guys know how much you know, I love my neighborhood. You know, uh, We say it all the time. We're not, Swerve Church is not just a church that's in Bushwick, but it's for Bushwick. We say this all the time here. Did you guys know that our community, Bushwick, two square miles, 120,000 people, did you know that Bushwick ranks pretty high in all of New York City when it comes to obesity and diabetes? In all of New York City, Bushwick, our little neighborhood, our community, ranks amongst the highest. In fact, Bushwick is three and four times over compared to the best in these categories in New York City when it comes to obesity and diabetes. We're three and four times more. In 2015, Bushwick ranked fourth in all of New York City for deaths due to diabetes and first when it came to heart disease. This is, these are statistics of our community. So taking care of our bodies to live longer and to live healthier lives for my neighbors, for my family, for my friends in Bushwick is close to my heart because I want, I want to see you guys live long and healthy lives. I want my neighbors to live long and healthy lives. So it's a personal matter to me. Second of all, this is very personal to me because I recently dropped a lot of weight. You know, for most of my life, I was extremely overweight. And starting in 2018, I was at my heaviest ever. And after a change in my diet and with a lot of God's help, by the end of 2018, I was able to drop 70 pounds. And honestly, I, I only consider it the beginning, the very beginning of my journey to a healthier lifestyle and honoring God with my body. So this is very personal to me. Now, here's what I know. One of the reasons so many people fail at fulfilling their goal, whether it's related to weight or not, regardless of what the goal is, is because they don't surround themselves with community. Part of the reason why you're not able to fulfill your goal or your resolution is because you don't surround yourself with people to do it with. What if for the next four weeks we surrounded each other with love and with support when it came to honoring God with our bodies? Do you think it would make a difference? You think it would make a difference if we were on each other's Facebook timelines and commenting on Instagram and encouraging each other to help each other and encourage each other towards honoring God with our bodies? I think it would be very helpful if we did it as a community. Now, for the rest of our time, I want to help us develop a mind shift when it comes to honoring God with our bodies. Because I think that the world has stolen this from us and paints an incomplete picture when it comes to things like health and fitness and our bodies. This is, the world has a lot to communicate about this, but I think they've robbed it. I think they've miscommunicated. 
So here's the first shift that we need to do. If you take out your message notes, uh, right there, you can follow along in your notes. Take your pen, and there's a couple fill-in-the-blanks for you to follow along. Number one in your notes is this. Don't be fooled and follow the patterns of this world. Don't be fooled and follow the patterns of this world. Look at what Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God. What are the mercies of God? What is he talking about? He's talking about the mercy of God that he gave us in Christ Jesus and Jesus dying and atoning for the price for our sins, dying on the cross of Calvary, dying for us for the forgiveness of our sins and to make us brand new. That's what Paul is saying. In view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as what? Say that part together. As a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Read this next part with me. Verse 2. Ready? Go. Do not be conformed to this age. Would you guys underline the last part of what we just read right there? Do not be conformed to this age. All right. The Apostle Paul, who writes this letter, is warning us not to be conformed to this age. Not to be conformed. Another version, the NIV version says, not to conform to the patterns of this world. Another way of looking at it is warning us not to squeeze into the world's mold. Think about Play-Doh. Everybody have Play-Doh at home or you had at one point. My nephew Ethan, he got a, a toy set with Play-Doh for Christmas and he was squeezing all sorts of Play-Doh into all these different shapes and it was like oozing out of all these little holes and stuff. He's just squeezing in, just coming out all over the place. And everything he squeezed it into, it, it, into the mold, it fit. That's a great quality for Play-Doh. It's not a great quality for those who mold into the patterns of this world. You see, our culture and society has a corrupted view of what our bodies are. And in fact, during our series, we're going to be talking a lot more about that. You see, the world tends to fall into either one of these two lines, or one of the lines of elevating, almost elevating the bodies and the image and the appearance too much. Everything is about the physique, everything is about the looks, everything is about the glam and the sex appeal. So do whatever it takes in order to achieve that picture-perfect body. Tuck it, cut it, suck it, vacuum it, tan it, stretch it, abuse your body in the gym, starve yourself, whatever it takes to have the perfect Kardashian body or to look like Thor, right? Whatever. The other extreme is that it's my body. Don't tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want with my body. So you eat as much as you want. You smoke it, you drink it, you sleep around, you use it, you abuse it. It doesn't matter because it's yours. And so there's two extremes on how the world views our body. But the truth is that both views are faulty. You see, as we, re as we read earlier, our body is not our own. It was bought at a price. Our bodies are not simply objects for other people's enjoyment or simply to indulge in our sinful desires and pleasure. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The world wants you to follow its patterns and believe and live the way it does. But here's what we're going to do instead. Number two in your notes. Instead, we're going to renew our mind. We're going to renew our mind. Romans 12.2. Let's read this verse out loud together. This is uh, the second part of that passage that we read. Ready? Go. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Would you guys underline where it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, we're not going to follow the thought patterns of this world. Our bodies are not for someone else's viewing pleasure and is not to indulge in our sinful desires. No, we're going to renew our minds. We're going to view our bodies through God's eyes and not the lens of the rest of culture. What is the lens of the rest of culture? 
Listen, it doesn't take much perusing through Instagram and Facebook and social media or whatever social media platform to really see what the rest of the world thinks. Everything that we view, whether through social media, TV, commercials, movies, magazines, screams at us to try to get us to think and to believe the world's thoughts. Did you guys know this? That digital marketing experts estimate that most Americans are exposed somewhere between 4,000 and 10,000 ads each day. That's, not, that's just the marketing messages. That's not even mentioning the influencers that you follow, the celebrities, the artists that we follow on social media or, or YouTube or whatever other platforms pushing their own personal marketing messages. In other words, see what I wear, you should wear what I wear. You see, you should dress like me. You, should, you see my body, you should look like me. We're constantly getting fed those messages all the time. But instead, we're going to renew our minds. In other words, we're not going to think the way the rest of the world does, right? We're not going to think the way the rest of the world does. The world's thoughts are corrupted by sin. Instead, we're going to think God's thoughts. You see, the pattern of this world, the pattern of the world is to find your identity, your self-worth, and your value in how you look, in your appearance. And that can play out in one of two ways. If you think you're the hot stuff, then you can grow in pride and arrogance, thinking that you're above or better than everyone else. But on the flip side, if you feel that your body doesn't match up with everyone else's, then you can feel down, you can feel depressed, you can be really hard on yourself. And the truth is that both attitudes are wrong. And they both come because you're seeking your value and self-worth and your identity from your appearance. But instead, here's what we're going to do. Number three in your notes. Number three. Instead, we know this, that your value, your worth, and your identity comes from Christ. Your value, your worth, and your identity comes from Christ. Look at what it says, and uh, the psalmist says these beautiful words. We're going to just read three verses. It's Psalm chapter 139. We're going to read verse 13, 16, and 17. Look at what it says, verse 13. For it was you who created my inward parts. Would you guys read the ne- this next line with me? Ready, go. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Isn't that a beautiful picture of God knitting you together? Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book. And planned before a single one of them began. Read this next verse out loud. Verse 17. Ready? Go. God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum is. You want to underline that last part I'm right there. And this is so important for us to understand. Because your value, your worth, your identity does not come from how you perform or how you look. It comes from who you are in Christ. And this is important because otherwise... You'll get, your, you'll get your identity from somewhere else, either from your successes or from your failures. But look at what the psalmist says. He says that God knit you in your mother's womb. And this is significant because the creator of the universe also created you. He beautifully and artistically wove you together. I need you to listen to this. Do you understand that you're not a mistake? Do you understand how loved and how cherished you are? Do you understand what wonderful purpose with which you were designed? Do you understand how truly beautiful you are? Do you see the difference that it is to find your identity and your self-worth and value from Christ over following the patterns of this world? One leaves you fulfilled, the other leaves you empty. If you obtain, even if you obtain your fitness goals, even if you reach your goals and you get the body that you want, even if you obtain the perfect body, and you try to find your value and your self-worth from there, it'll leave you empty. 
But understanding that you are beautifully and wonderfully made, created with purpose and purposefully created, it does something inside of you. It fulfills you. It gives you purpose because your identity is no longer rooted in something superficial, but in the very real love and acceptance of a heavenly father who is madly in love with you. And the psalmist says, God, how precious are your thoughts towards me. How vast their sum is. Did you know that his thoughts are precious towards you? Even when you look in the mirror with disgust at what you see and who stares back at you, his thoughts are precious towards you. He says, you are beautiful daughter. He says, you are beautiful son. You are loved. You are cherished. You matter. You are wonderfully created. Do you guys remember our key verse? Let's just read it one more time. Remember, and I'll read it in light of all that we've spoken about. Read our key verse. This is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Ready, go. Do you know, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Paul says that you were bought at a price. And what he's referring to is the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross to atone for your sins and for mine and to grant us forgiveness of sin and new life. And this is the reason that we can obtain value. This is the reason we can have self-worth. This is the reason why we have identity from Christ because of what Jesus did on the cross on our behalf. The Bible says that we were dead in our sin and our trespasses, but that God in His great love for us provided a way out for us to make us alive. And it was through His perfect life and His perfect death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that God in the flesh who would die in our place. Jesus dying in our place was the price paid so that you and I could be part of and welcomed into the family of God. It was the price paid for you. What is the price that we owe? In order to receive the salvation, what do you owe? The answer is simple. It is simply to believe and put your faith in Jesus. It's a free gift given to us. And as any good gift, all you have to do is receive it. Is receive it. Now, we need this foundation laid. Everything that we've been talking about, we need this foundation laid before we can consider a bod for God. Because otherwise, otherwise, the lens by which we'll filter everything will be one that is tainted by the world's views. But instead, through a gospel lens, we can understand that as I am right now, I am loved and I'm cherished. As you are right now, you are loved and cherished. I am created by God. God created my body and He cares about me. He cares about my health. He cares about my well-being. He cares about your health. He cares about your well-being. So I can, from a place of love and acceptance, I can choose to honor God with my bodies, with my, with my body. You can choose to honor God with your body from a place of love and acceptance. Not from trying to keep up with whatever fad or whatever celebrity body is out there or what everybody else is posting. But from knowing that your identity is in Christ, now we can choose to honor God with our bodies. Would you guys pray with me? Lord, please help us. Uh, as, as the world's messages are trying to kick us into buying their way of thinking all the time, there's all these messages all around us that are trying to communicate something different. I pray that we would no longer follow the patterns of this world. Instead, we pray that you would renew our minds, give us your thoughts, help us think through your ways, help us view our bodies, help us view our surroundings through a gospel lens. Help us think God thoughts. 
Help us see ourselves as you see us, beautifully and wonderfully made. I know there are many among us here that perhaps we look at the mirror and we don't like who stares back. And I pray, God, that we would feel your love and your, your acceptance of us even as we are. And that we would feel your love and your welcoming and, and your cherishment of us and how you cherish us and how you love us. And that we, you would help us see ourselves as beautifully and wonderfully made. I pray that we would find our value, our worth, and our identity from who we are in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.